I'm Father Dwight Longenecker. Thank you for listening to More Christianity. More Christianity is the book I've written to share the Catholic faith with evangelical Christians. And so we go through the different doctrines of the Catholic faith and explain them to evangelicals in a friendly way, not saying we're right, you're wrong, but affirming everything which is good about their sincere devotion to Jesus Christ, but summoning them to come further up and further in and to share in the fullness of the Christian faith in the Catholic Church. More Christianity is available to purchase from my website, DwightLongenecker.com. Go there and look for that and take a minute to browse my other books as well. And now, let's get started with more Christianity. Welcome to More Christianity. I'm Father Dwight Longenecker. This is the program where we explore the fullness of the Christian faith in the Catholic Church. We have a different guest each week, and today my guest is Gail Buckley. Gail Buckley is the founder and director of Catholic Scripture Study International. She's also a convert. Gail, welcome to More Christianity. Well, thank you, Father. I'm glad to be with you. Gail, you're located in uh, North Carolina, and you have a delightful Southern accent. You were not brought up as a Catholic. You were brought up in another Christian faith tradition. Tell us a little bit about that and how the Lord drew you to the fullness of the Christian faith in the Catholic Church. Well, I was brought up as a Methodist in a small town in eastern North Carolina, and um, you know, lived as a Methodist during my adult years. And it wasn't until after I got married and I was uh, like 45 years old that I went through a really profound conversion of spirit, you might say. It wasn't a conversion to the Catholic Church at that time, but a conversion of spirit where one night um, my life was just seemed to be going down the tubes. I would call myself a Christian, but I hadn't been to church in 10 years. And um, I was, you know, very unhappy. I thought that my marriage was crumbling, uh, although my husband didn't, but I just didn't know if I wanted to be married anymore. I didn't. I didn't nothing made me happy. I seemed... I, I seem to think that happiness came from owning more things, having a, a bigger house, a, a nicer car. I was all into materialism and, and that kind of thing, and it wasn't making me happy. So one night I fell on my knees, came to the end of my rope, so to speak, and I just said, Lord, you know, I just can't handle my life anymore. I just want you to take over my life. And mm. and I, I went to bed and didn't feel anything different or anything, but I woke up the next day, and Father, I was like a new person. I mean, I was filled with the Holy Spirit, just filled with joy and peace and love. I was hardly, my feet were hardly touching the ground. My, my husband didn't have any idea what had happened to me because just the day before I'd been talking about maybe separation or divorce, and he was devastated, and I was a totally different person. I was just excited and joyful, and he, he, he didn't ask any questions. He was just glad to see this new person, and um, I couldn't talk about Jesus enough, and I immediately went looking for my Bible which, you know, I had a Bible that was given to me when I was um, confirmed in the Methodist Church, and I started flipping through it. And the Lord truly supernaturally led me to Scripture verses, and I wasn't familiar with the, the Scriptures at all. I think you were brought up in an evangelical setting where you were just saturated with Scripture. Mm-hmm. Uh, in my church, and, and this is not true of all Methodist denominations, I'm not, you know, please don't misunderstand me, and anybody out there listening it might be Methodist, just in my particular church, of course, they revered the Bible, they 
saw, you know, the words Word of God and all that, but we didn't have these um, Bible tests. We didn't have to memorize scripture. We we had the Bible stories and stuff. And so I, I had a very elementary understanding of scripture at the time. I knew the Bible stories, the children's stories. That was about it. But the Lord supernaturally that day led me to passages in the Bible that told me that you know, what was going on with me. And one of them, you know, was when Jeremiah, where it says, I will break your heart of stone and give you a heart of flesh. Hmm. And I, I knew exactly what that meant. Even though I didn't know anything about Scripture, the Lord was letting me know, enlightening me in my heart and my mind. And another one, which I would have never understood without the Lord enlightening me, was in Joel 2.28, where it says, I will replace the years the locusts have eaten. And of course, that was talking about you know, the Israelites who had been in exile. But in my mind, he was telling me that the, the locust was the devil. The, all the years that I had wasted mm-hmm. pretty much following the world, the devil, the flesh, you know, that he was going to replace that. And he did. And I was just on fire for him. And it wasn't long after that that um, he started leading me to books. And I got these books out of a secular bookstore but the Lord actually led me to each and every book, and um, no one else told me about them. In fact, at that time in my life, other people didn't even know what I was going through because I was so unhappy before all this happened. We had been building a new house, and I just immersed myself in the building of the house and didn't talk to my friends because I didn't want them to know I was unhappy or what was going on in my life. So nobody knew what I was going through, so nobody gave me any ideas about what books to get. And he led me to books, and I was reading all these books, and... One day, I had a whole stack of them by my bed, and I was reading one by Sister Breach McKenna. And she was talking about the Miraculous Medal. And I thought, and all these stories about how wonderful things, and I was like, wow, i got to get one of these. (laughs) (laughs) So I'd heard that there was a Catholic bookstore in town, so I looked it up. I called information, got the number. I called them. I said they had a Miraculous Medal. They said yes. Got the directions. I got off the phone, and I'm standing there, and I'm looking at that stack of books, and all of a sudden, it dawned on me, you know, like, you see the little light bulb going off in the head in the cartoons? <laughs> it's like, boom! All of a sudden, I realized all these books were Catholic. Mm-hmm. I hadn't even realized it. I was just absorbing them so quickly and reading one after another, you know, that, that the Lord had led me to, but I never even thought about the fact that they were all about the Catholic faith, you know, and it just... All of a sudden, it came to me, wait a minute, all these books are about the Catholic Church. (laughs) So I I said a prayer right there, standing in the middle of the room. I said, Lord, you know, I must be pretty dense. You know, I'm blonde. I must be a little thick or something. It's taken me all this time to realize these books are all Catholic. Are you trying to tell me something? Do you want me to become Catholic? Because if you do, you're going to have to be much clearer. You must have someone say to me, would you like to become Catholic? Then I'll get it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, So, you know, I... That's the way I was talking to the Lord, and I I left, and I went to that store. And um, I walked in, and I thought, wait a minute. I have no idea what a miraculous medal looks like. I'm looking around. I don't know what to look for. So this woman was walking by me, and I said, excuse me, do you work here? And she said, yes. And I said, well, I'm not Catholic, and I'm looking for something called a miraculous medal, and I don't know what they look like or anything about them. And she goes, oh, my goodness, would you be interested in the RCIA? And I went... Huh? And she said, just a minute, just a minute. And she ran off, and I'm thinking, 
what is that? The I thought she was talking about the ROTC, and I, I couldn't imagine why she was asking me. To, you know, I'm just standing there bewildered, and why would she say this? She comes back with a piece of paper in her hand, and she's saying, now, if you just call this number and talk to Sister Barbara, there are classes you can go to. And I said, I'm sorry, excuse me, but I have no idea what you're talking about. And she said, oh, I'm sorry. Would you like to become Catholic? Huh. Oh, my gosh. Father, it had only been 15 minutes since I prayed that prayer wow. and said that to the Lord. Yep. So, I mean, I, just, I don't even think I got the Miraculous Medal that day. I was so excited that the Lord had led me to, to that he wanted me to become Catholic. I rushed home, and my husband came home from work that afternoon, and the first thing I said to him was, guess what, I'm going to become Catholic. <laughs> <laughs> this is so true that when you actually ask the Lord for guidance— it's amazing how that prayer especially is one which is always answered. I have had the same experience in my life. Lord, show me what to do, and boom, it'll come through. It'll through a scripture word, a word of scripture, through a sermon, a homily, or through the word of a, just the invitation of another person, or some door will open, or another door will close, which directs you to do what you should be doing. And this is one of the things which is so startling in our Christian life and our Christian pilgrimage. Of course, when you ask the Lord for guidance, you better be prepared for the answer. <laughs> sometimes, <Right. laughs> sometimes, Lord, show me what to do, and he shows you, and you say, that's not the answer I wanted, <laughs> and we have to be willing, be willing to be obedient. You're listening to More Christianity. I'm Father Dwight Longenecker. This is the program where we explore the fullness of the Christian faith in the Catholic Church. Today, my guest is Gail Buckley. She's telling her story of how the Lord directed her from a nominal Methodist uh, upbringing and uh, being a Christian in name only to really meeting the Lord face-to-face and Him leading her to the Catholic Church. So this person at the Catholic bookstore said, do you want to become a Catholic? So you you signed up and followed the guidance of the Lord then to a new commitment to the Catholic faith. In fact, I called that number, and the sister told me, we're starting classes tomorrow night. And I said, boy, Lord, you're in a hurry for me to become Catholic. (laughs) And I couldn't wait. I'm so excited. So, Gail, the Lord has now led you to the Catholic faith, and and you went through RCIA and received into the Catholic Church, all on fire for the Lord after this profound conversion experience. And then uh, he leads you to start an apostolate called Catholic Scripture Study International. Can you tell us a bit more about that ministry? Sure. The Lord, I thought he was finished with me. I thought he just wanted me in the Catholic Church, and that was it. But he apparently wanted more. And as you know, Father, the hound of heaven, he makes it clear. He wants something and doesn't let up. And I did not feel qualified as a new Catholic to start a Bible study program. I thought, who am I to start a Bible study program in the Church? But the Lord gave me these thoughts, these ideas that I knew were coming from him. And I knew he was leading me to that. But I just kept trying to put on the brakes. The Lord wouldn't let up on me, and so finally I decided, okay, I'm going to... Well, first of all, he sent me to a Protestant Bible study. I know he sent me. I, I know the way it all unfolded. He had someone ask me, invite me to go to this Protestant Bible study, and I was praying to him during the time I was there and saying, Lord, why do you have me here? I'm going through RCIA, and you've got me in Protestant Bible study, and this doesn't gel because every once in a while they would, you know, say something that was a little bit anti-Catholic, and and, all, and I didn't understand, but... I knew I was supposed to stick with it, and so I was there for over, what, three and a half years. And all this time, I didn't know what was going on. So it was in hindsight later when the Lord made it clear to me that he wanted me to start a Bible study program. And after it all fell into place, I realized that that was part of the foundation he was giving me 
to learn about how to lead a Bible study, how to do things. And he made it clear to me that, as we had talked about before, Father, at one time, about how Catholics don't always read the Bible, or don't seem to be as familiar as their Protestant brothers, at least their Protestant brothers and sisters don't think they are, then that I couldn't get people interested in doing a Bible study group. I was having a lot of trouble with that, and I started volunteer work with Catholic Exchange, and at that time, they had Bible studies on there that were written by Scott Hahn and Mark Shea, and they asked me to be their Bible study coordinator. And I worked with people answering emails and telephone calls, and I would try to get people to start these Bible studies in their church, and all I kept hearing was, oh, no, 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 I could never do that. I don't know Scripture well enough. I could never lead a Bible study. And this was why the Lord was leading me to start this program whereby uh, it would be a program that we would give them all the answers they needed so they wouldn't be intimidated about leading a study. They would just be facilitating a study that would be, you know, have all the commentary, the questions, and the answers, maybe videos or lectures to go with it so that the leader would feel confident to stand up in front of the class and present this study and give it out, and the people do the homework and come back, watch the video, and the leader wouldn't have to know Scripture, wouldn't have to teach. And so that way, in that way, I was able to start this program by calling people that I'd talked to in the past and ask them if they'd be willing to purchase these Bible studies with commentaries written by the best, best, you know, Scott Hahn, Mark Shea, Steve Ray. Father Mitch Pack was another one of my authors that has done these studies for us, uh, or the commentaries. And then the studies themselves also include catechism connections that go with each lesson, quotes from saints that are related to each lesson, papal quotes, and all these things that this really is an in-depth study of the scriptures, but written in a way that even a beginner could understand and fall in love with. They, they really not only fall in love with scripture by doing this, but they also come to understand their faith, because as you know, Father, our faith is rooted in scriptures. Absolutely. Now, Gail, this is a fantastic ministry, and so Catholic Scripture Study International is a website that people can go to. It's a wonderful resource. And through there, they can browse your bookstore and purchase these books and videos. They exist as both books and videos. Is that correct? That's right. And our uh, initial group, um, when when I started this program, the initial uh, people that would do it would be like groups that they would start groups in their parishes, and we would have like a 28-week program that sort of followed the school year. So it would be, you know, a 28-week Bible study on Genesis or, or jo- uh, John or something like that. And then I have priests that do the video lectures that accompany each lesson. So they get the fullness of the whole thing. You know, they get the icing on the cake, you know, with the homily that goes with it, the pastoral points and all that. And um, they would meet weekly. But we also sell to individuals, and we have short studies as well as the long studies, and we have Advent and Lent, and then we have topical studies, you know, studies for men, you know, so lots of different things. You know, Gail, I was brought up as a family of uh, five children. Now, two of my brothers and my sister are all Catholics and their spouses. And when my older brother came into the church, after some time, he and I were talking and he jokingly sort of said, hey, Dwight, he says, you know, when we were fundamentalists, they told us those Catholics, they never read the Bible. And I said, yeah, I remember that. He said, you know what? I said, what? He said, they were right. (laughs) <laughs> and that was that was a bit unkind, but he was he was expressing his frustration as a former Protestant that in his parish 
a lot of the Catholics didn't, really didn't seem to know the Bible. And I said to him, you know, the thing is they know the Bible in a different way. They may not be able to flip open their Bible to Philippians. In fact, they might think that the Philippians is a book that somebody wrote to the Catholics in the Philippines, for that matter. But, <laughs> but, but I've seen it spelled that way. Yeah, yes. and they, they, they may not be able to quote chapter and verse the way Protestants do. I said, but they have a deep understanding of Scripture through the liturgy. And I think it was Steve Ray or one of the other converts who said that he sp- sat down and, and actually analyzed how much Scripture is read at a Sunday Mass, and it was like three times more than you would hear in a, in a typical Protestant church. And yeah. so I'm reminded of another Catholic lady when I, in my parish in England when I became a Catholic. I was leading a, a Bible study, and she was overheard to say, this old Catholic lady to one of her friends, well, you know, I don't know about these Bible studies. We Catholics, we've got the missile. <laughs> and she, bless her heart, she obviously didn't know that the, yeah. the Scripture is actually portions of the Bible and that this is what the scripture, that missile consists of. So a lot of work needs to be done there for Catholics to, I think, continue to deepen their understanding of Scripture. They hear it in, in, in Mass and they hear it within the liturgy to also understand how the Scriptures fit together, the Old Testament to the New Testament. I think it was uh, St. Augustine who said that the Old Testament is manifest in the New, and the New Testament is hidden in the Old. Exactly. Uh, it's wonderful, yeah. Yeah, and, and to understand also how to read a, a whole Scripture, a book of Scripture from beginning to end. During Lent, I was actually on my blog doing what I call a blobble study. That is a Bible study on a blog. And day by day, re- reading with my with my readers through Mark's Gospel from the beginning to the end. And there's so much more that can be gleaned out of it by doing that. So if, if one of our listeners, Gail, comes to your website, which is Catholic Scripture Study International, uh, do they find things there appropriate for a parish Bible study or, or for individual Bible study? Oh, both. We have both. Like I said, we have the, um, the longer studies that we call program studies because they're usually 25 to 28 weeks, which usually the groups will do together. But we also have shorter studies, and some of those longer studies are divided up. Like we have a, a study by Steve Ray on Joshua, Judges, and Ruth. But they can get the individual studies. There's like 10 or 15 or 11 lessons in the study, or Ruth just has four lessons. Uh, so we have we offer both. Gail Buckley is my guest today on More Christianity. I'm Father Dwight Longenecker. I encourage you also to uh, go to my blog, DwightLongenecker.com. You can browse my books there. My latest book is called The Romance of Religion, and that's a book where we discuss the importance of telling stories, telling our faith stories, and sharing the faith story, the great adventure of following Jesus Christ. Gail, when people come to your Catholic Scripture Study International website and they explore some of the resources you have there, I mean, what is the real purpose of a Catholic studying the Bible? It's not just to do an academic study and to to learn more about the Bible, what would you say is the real purpose? Why, why should they actually go to that trouble? Because it brings them closer to Christ, and that's the whole goal, as, as you know, Father. And, you know, as, I can't tell you how wonderful it is at the end of the year I have people stand up and, and tell about what they felt about the study and how it enhanced their lives, and people actually cry and say, you know, I've been Catholic all my life, I never understood, you know, why we use incense. I never understood that Jesus was truly present, you know, in the, in the Eucharist. I never understood the, what the Bible meant and how the Lamb of God in the Old Testament is prefiguring the Eucharist, and it means so much more to me now, and it just brought me closer to Christ. 
And that's the sole goal of the you know Bible study is to bring people closer to Christ. Because the core verse at the heart of our faith is, "You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, body, and strength." And the important thing is mind. Uh, a lot of Catholics go through the routine of worship, and they're faithful Catholics. They live their life the best they can according to the precepts of the Church, and they worship and they give. But a lot of them have not actually received any catechesis since the time they were confirmed, apart from the homilies that they hear at Mass. They haven't had any input for their mind, and their intellectual development of the faith has, has remained stunted. Maybe what we're talking about here is a person who in their ordinary life is maybe in their 30s, 40s, or 50s, but in their mental understanding of the faith, they're still in Sunday school. And so this is also a very important factor for adult Catholics to be engaged in in Scripture study because it's a way for them to bring their mental understanding, their intellectual understanding of the faith up to speed. And as you've said, there are so many riches, so many things packed into the Scriptures which illuminate our Catholic faith and help our experience of Mass and our experience of prayer just to come alive. We're talking about 5,000 years of religious tradition which is packed into the Scriptures and which is therefore packed into our Catholic faith. And it's literally like opening up a treasure chest which is packed full of the most extraordinary and wonderful riches. Is that one of the ways we, we could talk about it? Absolutely. I totally agree with you. And like I said, it really helps uh, Catholics to understand their own faith because our faith is rooted in Scripture, whereas, you know, with the Protestants and not to put down Protestants, but, you know, after the Reformation, they took the Bible, and so many Protestants go by the doctrine of sola scriptura, the Bible alone is their sole authority for faith. But we have the fullness of faith because we have the magisterium, the tradition, the oral traditions have been handed down to us, and we get the full picture. It's not just puzzle pieces. And so, like you said, it's so deep, and it's so rich, and it's so wonderful and exciting when we dig into it and learn it. And it's never-ending because God's Word is alive and living. So you could do the, the Gospel of John in a study three or four times and still glean new insights because God is alive there. I encourage our listeners to investigate Gail's website, Catholic Scripture Study International, explore some of these resources. And one of the good ways to begin is actually to start with an individual Bible study. Let's say you begin to study on your own the Gospel of of Mark or the Gospel of John or another scriptural book. After you've done that, that's the place that you can then share it with people in your parish to say, hey, look, I've just done this great study on John's Gospel. I'd love to share it with you, to go to your pastor and say, I'd like to organize this Bible study for some people in my home. Believe me, most pastors are going to be delighted that somebody in their parish is willing to do this. So I encourage you, take the initiative, get involved, and don't wait to be asked, don't wait to be thanked. Go over to CSSI, Catholic Scripture Study International, find out what Gail's offering there. Gail, also, the Lord has opened the door for you to have your own radio show on Radio Maria. They call you the—is it the Catholic Bible Lady or just the Bible Lady? You know, I talked earlier about funny things that people said. I got that nickname from a lady that I went to Mass during the weekend— this woman came up to me and she said, you're the Bible lady, right? And I said, uh, well, I don't know. And she said, well, you're the one that teaches the Bible study and all that. And I said, yeah. And she said, well, I have a question. You know, when it has like Genesis 3.15 or John 3.15, what are those numbers mean? <laughs> <laughs> right. 
and so you were, and so you were able to tell her. Uh, and it's yeah. not a bad thing for uh, Catholics to be able to support their faith and defend their faith with particular Bible verses, because that's the language that our Protestant brothers and sisters speak. So to be able to quote some of the key verses in support of the papacy or some of the key verses from the Bible about our belief in the Eucharist and our belief in the in the Blessed Mother and so forth, that is the way to actually learn the language of our uh, evangelical Protestant brothers and sisters so that as we engage with them in dialogue, we can actually say, for instance, hey, let's look at John chapter 6 and see what the Lord actually says about the Eucharist. Let's look at Matthew's gospel and see what it actually says there about the papacy and if a Catholic can have the confidence eventually to do that, then dialogue and discussion with our non-Catholic friends is going to be creative and positive. Absolutely, it would be. And this is a great time for fellowship. Doing Bible study brings people together. I know being a convert and you being a convert, Father, one of the things that we weren't used to is get all these different masses. So you got different people going to different masses. And sometimes Protestants feel like it's kind of cold. They go in and they don't know everybody there and nobody's welcoming them and all that. So this is a great time to fellowship and come together with other Catholics as well and learn Scripture together. It is. You're listening to More Christianity, the program where we explore the fullness of the Christian faith in the Catholic Church. Today my guest has been Gail Buckley, a convert from the Methodist Church, and she's come into the Catholic Church and started Catholic Scripture Study International, a wonderful resource with video, with books, to enable individuals and parish groups to learn more about the Catholic faith within the treasure chest of sacred scripture. Gail, thank you for being my guest today. God bless your work. Thank you very much. And to get to our Bible study uh, program at cssprogram.net. Thank you so much for having me on, Father. I want to take a moment and remind our listeners about my blog, Standing on My Head. It's called Standing on My Head in reference to a quote by G.K. Chesterton that a scene is very often more clearly seen when it is seen upside down. The gospel turns everything upside down, and so I write about current events, church matters, things in the Church of England, things in the Catholic Church, things in the world generally, and try to stand them on their head so that we have a gospel perspective. So, Go to my blog, Standing on My Head, and read it every day, bookmark it, and come and visit me there. I want to draw your attention to my latest book, The Romance of Religion. The Romance of Religion is published by Thomas Nelson, and it's available at all good booksellers, also through Amazon and through my website, DwightLongenecker.com. Have you read my book, Catholicism, Pure and Simple? My friend Joseph Pierce has said this book does for Catholicism what C.S. Lewis did for mere Christianity. What I've tried to do in Catholicism Pure and Simple is write an introduction to the Catholic faith beginning with arguments for God and moving right through to Jesus, the Holy Spirit, the Church, the sacraments, and to write this in a way which is free of theological jargon and ecclesiastical jargon and footnotes and references to academic books so that anybody can pick it up and have a refresher in their Catholic faith and share the book also with others who need to realize the arguments for God and the arguments for the truth of the Catholic faith. So, if you'd like to learn more about Catholicism, pure and simple, you can look for it on my website, DwightLongenecker.com. Just go there, click through, and you can buy a hard copy, and also it's available as an ebook. book